Welcome to the Modern Man Podcast. My name is Nick Hill Kathuria, and today I want to talk about what drives success, what drives long-term progress when it comes to the gym, exercise, your health and fitness game. So for some context, I am 22 years old. I've been lifting for eight years and I got into this game through high school football. I started out as a young guy, super small, 5'7", 140 pounds, and I wanted to be on the football team. And I wanted to win, I wanted to be a starter. And with my current level, with my level of athleticism, my level of strength, there was no chance. I was slow, I didn't move well, I wasn't strong, I decided to to change that. First step was going up to the coaches and saying, "Hey, I want to join this team. I want to I want to be there. I want to I want to make it to the top." And I started going to practice. We had optional spring practices. I joined in the in the spring of my freshman year, so I didn't play my freshman season. There was op- optional practices 5 days a week. And I went to every single one. We were lifting, running, sprinting, moving on the field, doing all the things you need to do to get better as an athlete, as a player, as a teammate. And I was there. And fast forward to the season, still small, just trying to learn as much as possible looking up to my teammates, the seniors, trying to extract as much knowledge from my coaches, being a team player as much as I can, doing the reps on scout team. At that off season is when I really kicked it into high gear. It's when I started to lift like a bad man. Lifting, looking back on it, I probably lifted too much, but I was lifting six days a week Focusing on my squats, my deadlifts, my bench, just going crazy. So by that next season, by my junior year, I'm about 175. So I put on about 30 pounds. And I'm quite a bit stronger, more athletic, still not a starter. Still not where I wanted to be, but I was still working. I hadn't given up. Still persisting, putting in the reps on scout team. I'm at the point where... Hey, maybe sometimes I get subbed in on defense. I get a few reps in the game. That was the first sign for me that putting in the work can yield some return. I had worked, obviously, I was 14, 15, 16, so I was growing still. I didn't end up growing that tall. I'm about five, nine and a half. But I grew, and I put on 30 pounds, fat and muscle, whatever. I was stronger, more athletic, more every rep that I put in, I was more determined to get better. It was a self, self-fulfilling positive feedback loop where as I saw that progress, I just it made me hungrier to, get, to go even farther because I saw myself, I saw those, those seniors those guys who were super strong, I saw myself getting closer and closer to them. So that was pretty cool. 
And the only reason that was happening is because I was super, super consistent. I was always in the gym. So after my junior season, that is, I said I already kicked it into high gear, but this is when I went on my first bulk. A true bulk where I was stuffing food down my face. One, the dirtiest bulk, but it was a little dirty. I would wake up, eat five eggs, an avocado, two toasts. About three hours later, have two breakfast burritos. About three hours later, eat a massive lunch. Eat eat a big dinner when I get home. Then chug a gigantic protein shake, like a mass gainer, a thousand calories. I was putting down about 5,000 calories a day, 4,000 to 5,000. Not to mention the loaded with calories, Gatorade bars and shakes I would have after my workout. So yeah, I was putting down the calories. And this was when I gained the most strength, the most muscle in the shortest period of time I ever have. In December, or I wanna say late November when our season ended, till about late January or February. That was my bulk. It was three months. I put on 33 pounds. I went from 175 to 208 real quick. That was what an experience, let me tell you, because A, I put on a shit ton of muscle. B, I got really, really strong. I was repping out 225 on the bench, which was awesome for me because I was barely repping out 185 at the start. But I also got fat as shit, not going to lie. I got pretty fat. Not not overweight, not obese, but for someone who wants to look good, I got fat. That was part of the game, right? I wanted to be a dominant football player and nothing else really mattered. I was willing to take some steps where I had to put on a little bit extra body fat because the goal was to get strong. The goal was to be able to bully people on the field. It was not to prioritize what my body looked like. And yeah, I still looked pretty damn good. I had some wide ass shoulders. I had some big legs. I was a beast. You could say I was like a friggin' bowling ball, you know? Hard and muscular, but still a little round. <laughs> so, going into my senior year, I've got the size, I've got the strength, I've got the starting role, and that was anything, if anything, that was more motivation for me to keep going. Because at this point, now we have an opportunity. I have an opportunity. My team has an opportunity where we have a, a combination of some really good players. And we have the chance to go win something. To go compete. Compete against other young men our age. Show them what's up compete, dominate, bully other teams on the field, and for a while it was going like that. And the only reason why is because A, I was committed to being the best I can be 
to being the fastest I could be, to having the fastest get off, to being strong, to hit people as hard as I can with a ferocity. But also my teammates were too. It wasn't just an I game, it was a we game. If we were both willing to hit the pad as hard as we could during practice, I was willing to hit it super hard, and then my teammate was also willing to hit it super hard. We were almost competing against each other in practice. That's what drove that's what drove our performance on the field is our competition every day. Whether it was me and I, I blocked a lot. I was fullback. I was guard. So if I'm playing guard and there's a tight end right next to me, so if we are competing in the gym and then competing when we're doing that double team block, like, hey, who can bully this guy more? A, did that, that built our connection because we were competing with each other, but it made us work so much better together because it was constructive. We were able to communicate better. I learned how this person thought. And when it came to the time when we were double teaming a guy and someone had to shed to the next guy, we didn't need to think because we had worked it together so much, we knew. We'd done the reps outside of practice. We talked about what the method was. So going into the senior year, we go... We play really well. We go undefeated. Not to say there weren't mistakes on the road. There weren't trials and tribulations. There weren't games that we almost lost because there were. There was one game where I showed up late. My quarterback showed up late. The other, one of the other starting O-linemen showed up late. Our fullback showed up late. And we were punished for it. We had to sit out the entire first half of that football game. And it almost seemed like our backups were going to lose the damn thing. You know, we get put in in the second half and blow the team out, but that that's not the point. The point is that we didn't hold ourselves accountable. And in order to drive that message home, our coach made us sit out. Regardless of how important winning was to us and was to our head coach, Setting a good example and teaching us good habits was more important. Making us develop into responsible young men was more important than winning the football game. There was a few games where we almost got our asses handed to us. It was close. We were losing in the first half. What's going on? And it because we it's because we... We thought we were hot shit. We had put in all this work. We were blowing teams out. We were bullying people. We were strong as fuck. We had put in the work in the weight room. We had done the reps on the field. So what is this other team going to do? Who are they? Little did we know in our head, living in this bubble, that there could be other people doing the same damn thing. Putting in the work. Putting in the hours in the weight room. Doing two-a-days. Running on the field. Going through the reps practicing their playbook a million times we almost lost because of that now if it wasn't for that in incredible connection that we had as a team if it wasn't for that in our dna we did have that championship mindset 
that we hadn't put that we had put in that work, we probably would have lost those games. We were able to pull it out, but it, it was very close that we didn't. So easily we almost lost. So that was football. We ended up going to the state quarterfinals, lose that game, season's over. Now what do I do? I didn't now I don't have a goal to work to well, let's back up. At this point I was still trying to play college football, so that's a different thing. I am being recruited to play D three football and for whatever I had I had five or six offers and I decided to go a different route and join ROTC in university. They're gonna pay for my school. So I end up going that route, but at this point, I, I, I feel like I don't have a true direction for my, for my fitness game, for my, for my gym game. Even though I was part of ROTC, there are certain standards I need to fit hit on the fitness test. It wasn't that hard. It wasn't so insane that I had to push myself. Like a ruck, whatever. Doing 50 sit-ups and 50 push-ups in in two miles and under whatever time, it wasn't that hard. And probably because I had already built up that fitness from before, but I wasn't pushing myself anymore. And for that reason, I wasn't growing. I probably was getting too distracted too. Being in a new environment in college, trying to make new friends, not knowing my place, going to a bunch of parties, more focused on what girls am I going to talk to rather than what goals am I pursuing right now, not being focused on, hey, how do I pursue excellence in school, purely being focused on, hey, we got to go to this frat party, hey, we got to go hit on those girls. So I lacked direction, I lacked purpose, I lacked goals. I'd already built my fitness up to a certain level where the challenges in front of me were not challenges. And I did not have the intrinsic motivation to push myself in a way where I was still gonna get better. I was very stagnant. In the gym, I wasn't putting on numbers. I was eating like a fucking madman in the dining hall, putting on pounds. I got fat, man. I got fat. And that was that was just a great case study in how fast you can let yourself go and turn into a different person. At my at my core I was still the same person, but I lacked direction. And direction is what drove my progress. Having that purpose, that goal, is what drove me to do the things that I did. COVID happened that year. And for a lot of people, COVID was a tough time. For me, COVID was a blessing. Because it took me out of the environment which was hurting my progress. It put me back home with in lockdown with no gym with no way to express myself physically and I had to figure my shit out so I started running 
This is coming from the guy who could barely run a mile without his calves cramping. To now I'm trying to be a long distance fucking runner. What a change. And that was the best decision I ever made. I started running like a madman. I remember we come home from COVID in March. I eat my way to 215. A fat piece of shit. And then I start running. And I remember in April I put up 80 miles. May I put up 110. June, July, August, 150 miles each month. And all of a sudden I go from 215 to 162, the lowest body weight I'd ever been in my fully grown body, and I was absolutely shredded. Shredded to the bone, in the best shape of my life, running hills, hill sprints, running mileage, doing 150 goddamn miles a month from nothing. Part of that, I wanted to express myself physically. I was out of the environment which was distracting me. College was a distraction for me in in pursuing my goals, at least in that first year. I get taken out of that environment. I feel down. I put on some weight and I create my own direction. I said, what am I going to do? Am I going to be a fat piece of shit? Or am I going to make some goals? And am I going to work towards them? So I did. I ran and ran and ran and ran. And the goal for me was to become in the best goddamn shape as possible. A little bit farther down the line, I had this idea that maybe I can run a marathon one day. That could be pretty cool. A marathon, it seems like an event that's so out of reach for most people, so difficult. How, how could the, normal, the average normal person run a marathon? But then I think about our ancestors who are able to walk hundreds of miles on their feet with no shoes. The hunter-gatherers who would pursue and pursue and pursue until they got the prize, got the meat, killed the animal, or they died. You think about it like that, we have that same DNA. We have the DNA to go out and hunt and pursue. And maybe we're not killing an animal, but we're killing our goals. We're hunting them down step by step until we accomplish it and going on that same analogy once you hunt that animal once you eat the next day the next week you're not satisfied forever you need to go out there and get another one all you've done is delayed your family starving by a week you haven't completely fulfilled your food supply forever it's the same thing with your goals you complete a goal your life isn't over go make another goal and get after it it doesn't matter what you do yesterday great you made a huge accomplishment great 
I did super well in my senior football season. It was the almost the best I could have imagined. That didn't matter the day after I was done being a football player because now I needed to create some new goals and that's where I messed up. So then I started running. I was doing that. That was awesome. Unfortunately, or not unfortunately, this is the path I took once the gyms opened up in the California lockdown. I kind of dropped running and switched my goals to pursuing the bodybuilding and weightlifting once again. This time it was different. I wasn't training for football. I wasn't training for ROTC. I wasn't training to run a marathon. I was training for myself. I had to create my own goals. I did that through the lens of, okay, I want to be, I want to build the most muscle, lift the most weight while maintaining a healthy lifestyle and be absolutely peak performance as much as I can. Continue doing cardio and I was very consistent. Four to six days a week doing my thing, writing down every workout, every number, everything. It was obsessive. Obsessive in the fact that I wasn't going to let myself falter for anything. I had friends who were like, hey, let's go do this. Let's go drink. Let's go to the beach. We're doing this. And I would say, yeah, I would love to. I'm not doing anything until I finish this workout. And that's what I did. Did I still have some bad habits? Of course. But in regards to my fitness game, I was pretty good. I'd say the, the biggest thing that I was doing then, which I'm not doing now, and was hindering my progress is that I definitely was smoking a lot of weed. And I didn't realize it then, but I, the lungs were not at peak capacity. Not like they are now. So I have that time, I'm lifting, I make a lot of progress, I look pretty damn good. I'm lean, I'm strong. I wasn't as strong as I'd been in the past and I was working towards that, but I was making good progress. I wanna talk about, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Modern Man Podcast. If you enjoyed it, Please give me your feedback in the Q&A section and give this podcast a follow. Stay tuned for part two as it will be released shortly.